This is Max Hedrum, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. stop and look around once in a while you could miss it hello everybody welcome to episode two of dude looks like the 80s yay <laughs> i'm one of your host rick and we're excited to get together and bring you another fun-filled episode about everything and all things 80s it's going to be another fantastic show and yes i did say co-host i'm one of your co-hosts because we have several hosts here which is what makes it more fun and first up to bat is always going to be mr brian sammons what's up buddy hey how's it going going well how are you <laughs> <laughs> we're doing fantastic yeah awesome but outside of that our next guest as well is going to be the incredible Miss Jamie Sammons. What's up? Hello. I'm happy to be here as always. I kind of wish I never left the 80s, so I'm definitely ready to jump back into them. Right. If you could see her right now, there's like a, just a haze of Aquanet going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually wearing an off-the-shoulder top. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and our other guest who is actually wearing fishnet stockings, Mr. Billy Stewart. What's happening, man? Hey, you know, I have been known to wear those from time to time. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, it's the it's first week of October, so I am uh, just about on cloud nine. It's the best time of the year. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Already got some yes. Halloween decorations out, and you know you're a Halloween fan when you spend most of your day unpacking and putting out Halloween decorations, and you spend like the whole day doing it, and then, oh, yeah. then you're not even halfway done yet. And uh, you decide it's time to call it a day. Yeah, that's the life right there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm still in the mode of of mowing yards, so (laughs) we haven't quite got to decorating just yet. You guys got your decorations up yet? Um, We are in the process. I had planned to do that today because I was supposed to... No, I'm sorry. What's today? Monday? I was planned to do it yesterday because I was supposed to be off. Then I got called into work. Boo. So... Yeah. Then I was supposed to be off today because I got called into work. Well, then they asked me to work today. <laughs> so Man. I'm hoping to do that tomorrow. And it is it is a, definitely an all day thing. When I start dragging him out of the garage, Brian's like, oh. <laughs> well, because we got like I think six of those large tote cart things, whatever. Full of them. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't know how many. I've never counted them, but he probably has because he's the one that has to carry the yeah, boxes. Yeah, i got to put them away. 
So has anybody pulled that first got to watch, have to watch Halloween time movie yet? Real quick, what we do over here is every October we do a movie marathon where we watch one movie each night. And till the thirtieth. To the thirtieth, and we watch, we watch the same stuff every yes. Halloween. But uh All right. And then every year we change it. Last year it was the best Halloween ever which are just our favorite movies. <laughs> uh the time before that it was Halloween all October long, which every night was a Halloween themed movie. And this year it's Passport to Halloween, where we're looking at uh, foreign horror films that we like and haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, so we ah, each take nice. turns. Yes. I had the pick for the first, so mine was Martyrs. And then Brian got the next day, and his was Pulse. And then tomorrow was oh, my yeah. pick again, and I can't remember. We made a list ahead of time. <laughs> I can't remember what's on that. I think it might be. I don't know. I don't remember. We got a bunch. <laughs> All right, Billy, you got one that you've pulled out yet? Watch. Well, actually, um, I needed a copy of Friday the 13th Part 6. And it was the one episode Scott didn't have. So um, I went to the good old internet and tried to buy a, a copy of it. And the cheapest copy I could find was like 13 bucks. But then they had the, ah. eight, the eight movie deluxe collection for uh, 19 bucks. With free shipping, wow. so I just got, I just got Friday the Thirteenth one through eight in the mail about oh. two hours ago. All so, right. So um, I don't know if I'll marathon it per se, but uh, I got those. I picked up Krampus. Um, nice in the in the in the bin at uh, at Walmart the other day. I've got quite a few things on the list right about now. So uh, I love Krampus. <clears throat> Actually, oh, yeah. Doherty in general. Yeah. He, he defines Tr- the holidays treat. for me. So. Yeah. He's got Halloween so, and Christmas covered. I wonder what he's, what he's going to do next time. <laughs> Maybe he'll Saint remake Leprechaun. Flag Day. <laughs> I was going to say St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, with that, we're going to move straight into this first segment. We call it The Week in 80s History. Hello, everybody. This is former heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson. And you're listening to Dude Looks Like the 80s, my favorite podcast in the world. Ah! And now, here's Billy with this week's in 80s history. Okay, well, this kind of goes all over. I'll try to keep it uh, chronological. As you can imagine, October, a lot of horror movies come out. So, uh... The hell you say... <laughs> so let's see. In 1981, this week, um, Michelle Pfeiffer weds Peter Horton. You remember that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Children from, of the Corn. Thir- if you want to do some horror yeah. talk, with yeah, him. <laughs> a- absolutely. Um, well, he hasn't done much lately, so you well, know, trying to keep things topical. And that marriage didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> October 1981, movies released. We had Enter the Ninja, Looker, and Halloween 2. I love so not- all of those. Yeah, not, not a bad not a bad year. Uh, 1982, Disney opens Epcot Center. Wow. Y- y'all ever been there? I thought that was older than that. Yeah, I know. I would have thought so, too, because I was there in uh, in February, and it seems really old. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not allowed in Disneyland, so. <laughs> oh, no? <laughs> also, first week in October 1982, Sony launches the first consumer CD player. Oh, wow. All right. 
So it would probably I would have thought those like were newer like than that. Yeah, ago. I didn't know they were that old. <laughs> it was probably eight or ten years before we could afford them and actually bought yeah. them. But, uh, yeah, 82. Man. I spent 300 bucks on a, a, it's a Toshiba CD player. Oh, wow. <laughs> In 88. 300 bucks for just a player. It, would, and, you know, it was just a solo type con- console unit. So... Wow. Yeah, times have changed. I didn't get my first one until I went to college. I didn't get my first one until either 89 or 90. It was right at the cutoff point. Yeah, I think I got mine in like the early 90s, like 90, 91, something like that. I had all those tapes. What did I need a CD player for, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I can't believe that was released then because I don't even remember hearing about it until much later. Yeah, it was like mid-80s, yeah. I think, yeah. when I first heard or started seeing them on, like, in movies and stuff, when you'd have mm-hmm. a rich person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just because it's available doesn't necessarily mean you can go down to the... Yeah, true. Let's, let's, <laughs> right. let's, let's date ourselves, that you can go run down to Radio Shack and buy one. It takes uh, <clears throat> take some time for this stuff to, to beta out. And in probably the most 80s headline that I could find... This week in 1982, John DeLorean was arrested for selling cocaine to undercover vice squads. Ah, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he was later found not guilty because it was entrapment. They tricked him into doing it. <laughs> wow. We know they saw him coming. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what, I mean, the most iconic 80s car, too. Oh, I mean, who exactly. would have thought? I mean, you know, from this point on, it's more popular now than, than ever. It's incredible. <laughs> All because they added some 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 wires and fog to it. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have just died a silent death. <laughs> like, <Right. it> would... <laughs> okay, let's see here. First week in nineteen or first week October nineteen eighty two. Movies out. First Blood and Halloween three. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Can you imagine? Like, just yeah. Now now they don't they don't put movies like that together. No. Because they don't want to compete with each other. So you'll you'll have like the rom com and the horror movie, but you won't have two like serious R rated movies sometimes up against each other. Sometimes it amazes me. Um, and I'll post something on Facebook where I'll look back in time and it'll be two amazing films that came out on the same weekend. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, for all the people I've told, 80s had the best movies. And they're like, no, you're just being nostalgic. No. I mean, you have these movies that came out <laughs> at the exact same time. I mean, it, it was a glorious time. <laughs> exactly. Glorious. I do think about the, the, the first people, though, that went in to see Halloween 3 and just walked out going. What the hell? What, <laughs> what, what did we just watch? I saw that in the theater. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, and... Scared the crap out of me. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that, oh, that man. whole the, the, scene where the uh, in the very beginning where they go into the hospital to go after the her dad, mm-hmm. and they like pulls his face apart, squeezes no, yeah, that scared me to death. But in you know oh, yeah. all the best ways. But I wasn't <laughs> old enough at the time to realize that Michael Myers was missing, and then it was like a. You know, I like it. That didn't bother yeah. me because I didn't. So it was just a scary movie. It was just a scary yeah. movie, yeah. yeah. And I loved Which, it. Which honestly, I think if it had if it had been anything but Halloween three, it probably would have been. Oh yes, yeah. A lot more successful and and I mean, True. it's it's been quite. I mean, it's it's had a, a really good afterlife, especially here in the last few years of people rediscovering it. Like that was one of those that when we started uh, Scary Dad, 
Scott and I were talking about just different movies that you thought maybe you had missing. Like, I don't remember this one. What what happens in, in Season of the Witch? And I watched it, and I remember parts of it, but not the whole thing. And I'm thinking, like, maybe I'd just seen it through that through the years on, like, late-night TV, but never, like, all the way through. Yeah. It, it, it had just been, like, I, I have memories of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. And um, that was one of them. And honestly, it's because Michael Myers wasn't in it. I yeah. just didn't care. You know? <laughs> so. Well, that's how I was. When I first saw it, I was one of those stupid kids. Or maybe even stupid adults. It was like, where's Michael? Hey, that movie sucked. <laughs> it wasn't until some years later that I revisited it. And I was like, wow, I love this movie. Well, in the 80s, yeah. whenever Halloween would come, the local station, they would always do like the Halloween movie marathon. Oh, yeah. But they would always do them out of order. It was so weird. But mm-hmm. <laughs> they would do like Halloween 3, and then they would do Halloween 2. Halloween, they might not even show. If they did, it would be the TV version, which I I actually love the TV version of Halloween. I have a, yeah. like, um, I don't know, I have a very special connection to that. With the flashbacks of her visiting him. Like when the- they... Yeah, or is that but then, that's, that's part two. two. Okay. But then when they show the like, there's a whole other conversation about this or, shirt that uh, that she borrows that they have on the phone. That's some riveting stuff, baby. No, well, no, it's just that. Okay, <laughs> when you're a kid and you see that a lot, like that's the episode you watch a lot. Yeah. Then when you actually watch the real version, then you're going, wait a minute, where's all the exercise? Where's yeah. this stuff? Am I going crazy? <laughs> like for years, I thought I was making this up. And then (laughs) Halloween would have been much better if more shirt talk. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we're not even talking about the storm on the horizon over there that is first blood. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I love that movie. That I love. You know what I I love about that movie is just about every man I know openly admits to crying. Well, that that was some. That was some tough stuff. I love that. I mean, Stallone. He was doing his best. I mean... That's a damn good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. And, if you, and, it's, and it's, then you get Rambo 3. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, no, that's what's amazing is that the the first blood you all know and love is the alternate ending, because in the original ending, oh, he, yeah. dies. he dies in the book, and test audiences didn't like it, so be, because of test audiences, then Rambo survives to fight not only another day, but dude... A lot of days. Yeah. (laughs) And if listeners out there never read the book, you really should. That was a damn good book. It was one of the books I read, like, in the quickest. I just zipped through that thing. I couldn't get enough. And that's the first movie that I remember as a kid hearing people being upset because it was different than the book. You know, it's it's one of those that, that's the first time I picked up that it was based on a book and it wasn't you know, so much like the book. I just, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what I think of it. I think of First Blood because I'd never heard anybody say that before. You know, I, I was, you know, pretty young. So, but that's that's one of those things that always gets brought up. Just like you were saying, it's got a, you know, a totally different ending. And, and uh, but that's that's one of those memories that I tie into that. It's the first movie I heard somebody say that. It's, it's, it's not as good as the book, you know. <laughs> well, let's move right along. We just got a couple more headlines. This, this first week in October, 1985, the Nintendo Entertainment System is released. Oh, hell yeah. Talk, talk about a game changer. <laughs> and if you were going to go to the movies, if you could get pulled away from Mario long enough to get to the theater, you could see Commando, nice. Remo Williams, Silver oh. Bullet, 
Batman Reanimator. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh. Same week. I tell you, the eighties were awesome. <laughs> Man, I saw. And, and like I said, as a, and, and I know we all do horror movie podcasts, or you know, we talk about horror movies, and this is not a horror movie podcast. And I was sitting there writing these things down, being like. Oh, wait, it's October, so that's when all these were released because there's not a whole lot of traditional (laughs) movies coming out at the same time. Also, it was the 80s. It was also the 80s. You know what's funny is I didn't um, realize Silver Bullet and Reanimator came out at the same time, but I watched them at the same time on HBO at my cousin's house. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like, after that, and I remember... It was a, like I watched them one right after the other. I watched Silver Bullet and then I watched Reanimator, and that's so funny because I had no idea they came out at the same time. Quick little Reanimator story. That was a movie that I found late night watching HBO when I shouldn't have. I I would creep out of the bedroom after everybody went to sleep and watch. You know, hopefully get some dirty movies. Um, that was a movie <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. I came into it like probably around the middle. And it just blew me away. I was like, what the hell is this? I couldn't believe what I was... And especially the ending with uh, Barbara strapped to the table. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) This is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, This is the first movie I remember when it was over. I kicked the tape out of the VCR and ran to somebody's house and said, you gotta see this. We gotta watch it right now. It was just that insane over the top. Uh, Commando, man. I I love that movie. That is and my we'll I, mean, do, I think we've already got it slated for some of our uh, future episodes, but um, they made a toy for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah, they made Man. they made toys for Commando. <laughs> well, I knew that, like, you know, they like they had alien toys back when there was only the alien movie. And mm-hmm. you know, that's an uh, scary as hell R-rated movie. I always wanted one yeah. of those. My mom wouldn't buy me one. Yeah. Same thing. I had I had a cousin that had one, and I played with it all the time. And I always wanted one, and now that thing is worth just outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a local toy store here. They it's called Misfit Toys, and they do. That's um, nice. That's awesome. It, it's 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 a great place, and the, all they deal with is is vintage stuff and collectibles, and um, we had them on the show once. And so we were talking about how they got into the business and, you know, kind of blah, 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 blah. And then what's your personal holy grail? Like, what what do you hope walks through your store one time? And he said that that basically that uh, alien is the holy grail for most collectors because to, f- to find one in good condition, he said basically uh, the, I guess, Toys R Us. I guess it was Toys R Us, uh, was kind of sold it sight unseen because of just like backhanded relationships between the studio and the uh, and the and the and the the store. Yeah. So they put them in the store, and the the, the they scared kids so bad that then they <laughs> like they clearanced them out at like one ninety nine, like a dollar ninety nine, back in like seventy nine. And uh, so yeah, you could get them for like two bucks, and they're like they're like twenty four inches high. And oh yeah, just yeah. and um, right. it's like yeah. Now if you find one, they're they're probably worth about a grand if you can get one in the box. Where's my DeLorean <laughs> yeah, no. time yeah. machine? I gotta go back. I know. Sometimes you think, man, if I could go back and bet on football, but I'd go back and actually collect a bunch of crap yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. could just find in the toy in store. The box. You know? Sure, <laughs> exactly. You won't let me keep my toys in the box. Are you ever gonna sell them? No. Then it doesn't matter. 
I kept my toys in the box for years. I was big on that. I never was. And then Brian's like, why do you have them in boxes? Put them out. And I'm like, well, because... Are you going to sell them? No. Then it doesn't matter. Uh, toys are meant to be played with. When I'm dead, That's right. somebody That's why they're made. a profit. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sell them. <laughs> well, joke's uh, on you. They're out of the box. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> and that is basically it for 80s news. The only, only other headline was in 1987 that baby Jessica McClure fell down the well. Oh, uh, Christ. Oh, wow, yeah. But this is the anniversary. I mean, the like 40th or 30th. Anniversary. It's oh, anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which means that makes her like 32 years old. Because she was like a baby yeah, when she yeah. fell. In. I mean, I well, remember yeah. that. I remember the country losing their mind over that. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. And even as a kid, yeah. I was like, it's one kid who fell down a well. It sucks, <laughs> but there's bigger things going on. Yeah, but you don't want dead baby in your well, man. No. It'll no. sour the, the water. water. It makes never, the water all funny. Yeah. It'll never be right. <laughs> <laughs> have to throw in some chlorine tablets or something. <laughs> well, we're glad she made it out. <laughs> For one reason or another. That's right. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a little short break, and we will be right back. 80s Flashback. 80s Flashback. Whoa, it's 1983. When you buy these detailed Hot Wheels vehicles in specially marked packages, you can get this new Hot Wheels belt buckle free. Look what I got free with my new Hot Wheels. Check it out. The new Hot Wheels rig wrecker. Some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. Okay, so he's awesome. <laughs> Valley Girl. She's out there somewhere. This is the story of a boy from Hollywood who never dreamed the girl he'd want most was down here. Hello. It's the story of a girl from the valley who never dreamed she'd ever be seen with a boy from over here. Like I'm not getting out of this car. All right, but when they attack the car, save the radio. This is the story of Randy and Julie, the way they come together. And the people who try to pull them apart. This geek that she's with could scar her for life. Julie's cool. Randy's hot. She's from the valley. He's not. Valley girl. 
Alright folks, welcome back. So what we're going to do in this episode is talk about what we grew up watching on TV. Yeah, we had HBO, all these different things, but there was a just a bunch of TV shows that everybody grew up watching. And we're just kind of going to kind of stroll down memory lane here and just talk about a lot of those shows. So uh, uh, Jamie, as far as popular TV shows, what was something that you were going to sit down and watch every time it came on? Oh man. So many. I was such a TV kid. Yeah. It's not even funny. Uh, but I loved Give Me a Break. I loved. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alice. Uh, <laughs> 227. <laughs> Golden Girls. Um, I liked the more boy themed shows like Knight Rider, um, A Team, oh, yeah. Airwolf. Uh, uh, what was that one where you said boss all the time? It was the one on the boat. Oh, Riptide. Riptide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Simon and Simon. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. I mean, I could just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> I watch TV every oh, second. Hunter was so great. if there was a show, I pretty much watched it. And back then, you know, like especially in the early part of the decade, we had our main three networks. Mm-hmm. And. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much where all the shows were. And then if you didn't catch them first run, you got the summer reruns. So it wasn't difficult like it is now. Like now it's practically impossible to watch everything you want to watch with all the cable channels, the networks trying to keep up. Then you've got Hulu shows, Netflix shows, Amazon shows. You know, everyone has a friggin' network now. So it's, it is practically impossible. And I mean, yeah. we do a show specifically about horror on television, and it's hard for us just to keep up with the horror shows on television. It's such a pain. Much less everything else. <laughs> so back then, it was a whole lot easier to keep track of what you wanted to watch. You know, Alf. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a big Alf fan, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, yeah! Alf was one of my favorites. And for my birthday one year, my grandmother gave me this talking Alf doll. I loved that thing. I found a picture of it the other day, a picture of my grandmother holding it. And I remember I did a, <laughs> we were supposed to make a um, a magazine in one of my middle school classes. We had to, that was our project was we had to create a magazine. Well, my grandmother was a huge inquirer and weekly world news reader. Like she had oh, yeah. subscriptions to mm-hmm. both. And so I decided to make a tabloid. So I called it Rumors, and I drew all the, I drew the cover and everything, and then I made up stories to go inside of it, and it was things like, you know, <laughs> cancer cures the common cold, um, and I remember <laughs> the article behind that was I wrote, like, basically, it has been found that when people have been diagnosed with cancer, they no longer complain of cold symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing that you'd uh, see, you know. And then one of them was you, my grandmother holding this elf doll, and it was about this elderly woman who was having an affair with an alien. <laughs> she didn't think that was very funny. <laughs> uh, you weren't in the third grade at this point, were you? <laughs> no. No, sadly, I was older than that. I might That might be worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Billy, what about you, man? What's some shows you checked out? Well, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the beginning and say, like, man, when I was like, I guess they came out in 81, so it made me somewhere around five or six. I remember watching Saturday morning cartoons and that. Uh, oh, yeah. 
that He-Man commercial, that first one um, with a really deep voice of, uh, <laughs> you know, Castle Grayskull, He-Man, and Skeletor available, sold separately. Um, and I just, I, I like it. I misunderstood the, uh, I didn't understand they said a he with an H. I thought it said key, like like with a K. He-Man. Yeah. And so I go and I woke, woke up my folks. I'm like, we're running from the living room, <laughs> like... Mom and Dad, wake up. I got to get Key Man, Key Man. They're like, what is going on? Just completely. <laughs> but in Corpus, we didn't have an affiliate. When it, whenever the TV show first came on, we didn't, we didn't have an affiliate that showed either Transformers or He-Man. We could only see it here in Houston when we came to visit my grandmother. Um, I could see short, like they had little protracted uh, like preview episodes of... Transformers on Bozo the Clown on WGN Channel Nine <laughs> at like five in the morning, and right. uh, so so I like tried to used to make, try to make a point of getting up ass early so I could go watch Transformers. <laughs> my, parents, my parents are like, "What is wrong with you?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then when when uh, when He Man, GI Joe, and Transformers all kind of hit the local scene, we were just transfixed. I mean, that was <laughs> that was. <laughs> and then, of course, I still have the theme songs for like Dallas and Falcon Crest oh. and Di- Dynasty. Um, my 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 grandparents more than my folks uh, loved Dynasty, and my my mom would keep up with it so that she and my grandmother would have things to chat about on the phone. And so <laughs> I, I remember hearing those theme songs, and uh, those sorts of things didn't really interest me. So I'd be off in my room playing with toys or whatever. But then, you know, getting a little bit older, you know, the, the Knight Rider, the MacGyver, um, Spencer for Hire, um, Hunter. I was just telling my wife the other day, um, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins came on the radio. And everybody thinks of that because of the hangover or, you know. Miami that, Vice. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Miami Vice and, and um, Magnum P.I. both. They both got killed. They had their final episode yeah. where... You know, it's like they, they they weren't afraid to say that sometimes the bad guys win and they'll take out your Crockett and your Tubbs and your Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? yeah. But man, my, my dad, my dad was like a Tom Selleck super fan. If Magnum P.I. was on and you were talking, you'd get the look. <laughs> <laughs> we know that dad look. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, just like all the ones you listed off, I remember them all. I remember seeing them, you know, at some point or another. Because just because the TV was watching something I didn't want, you know, my folks were watching something I didn't want to, didn't mean I'd go hang out in my room. I just, yeah. Yeah. you know, but oh man, well, like you said, it those, suck when those... the president was on. Oh God, yeah, oh, oh, that yeah. was the worst. Yeah, <laughs> or some special. But those thing, those where the hell is the A team? Just... Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> And my dad used Ugh. to audio record every presidential speech, and he was this huge Reagan wow. fan. We had a picture of Reagan hanging in my living room. <laughs> I thought that wow. only happened in the movies. No, it was in my house, <laughs> and he used oh, to set up yeah, this audio it was this that cassette way here recorder. Too. Yeah, and he would put the cassette recorder on top of our big console TV mm-hmm. and record every Reagan speech. And I'm like, we, you never listen to these. Why do you have them? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> It's historical. Uh, historical. Yeah. I don't even know what happened to him. I mean, when he died, I never saw him again. So, I don't know. Maybe he was selling him on the cassette tape black market. <laughs> <laughs> Putting him on eBay. 
red hot Reagan action. <laughs> Brian, what about you, man? Anything particular that uh, you were just okay. going to check out? Um, first, starting with Saturday morning cartoons, and let me say, I weep for the children of today because they don't have that. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know. There is Look, sudden, something fundamentally wrong about not having Saturday morning cartoons and prizes in your cereal boxes. That too. Uh huh. But uh, for me, uh, it was GI Joe. I loved me some GI Joe. I had all the GI Joes. I went to school dressed in camouflage. I was you know, a fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I said on the last episode how we were, me and my friends were all Red Dawn. We were all armed to the teeth with little plastic cap guns and camouflage and um, we all got to we all fought over who would be Storm Shadow or Snake Eyes and then whoever lost had to be somebody else <laughs> A love for all things G.I. Joe led to the A-Team I mean that show was just oh, amazing yeah. every episode yeah. all your problems could be solved with an arts and crafts projects where you take a car and make it a tank like, every single episode, that was the answer. Take a car, put some sheet metal on it, there you go. Yep, and blow up a place that holds 300 people, but nobody ever dies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go to town with a fully automatic weapon and just shoot the ground behind people as they run away. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just keep the same armored vehicle and use it for every... Yeah, yeah. you would think they would know, hey, we're going to need an armored car later, so... <laughs> We do every week. Um, Probably gas mileage back in the 80s, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> the unarmored cars were hell with gas mileage. Um, Man, and those montages were the best thing, though. That's why you watch that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, oh, I would yeah. love it. Dun, 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 dun. They're all grinding and welding and being manly. Plus, and then, I had a huge crush on George Papard. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I always, like, Face Man was like, he was like Dirk Benedict. He was supposed to be like, you know. The ladies' man, yeah. Yeah, but I just had a yeah. thing for George. That goes way back to Breakfast at Tiffany's, though. <laughs> I always loved George. There Bob. you go. Yeah. My, my wife likes Dirk Benedict. I think it goes back to Battlestar Galactica, so. Oh. But, you know. Nice. That's a good callback, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Then. Th- Not so much the Ga- Galactica 1980, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there was Miami Vice. And I loved that show as a kid, but going back in retrospect, I watched it again about three, four years back, and I'm going to make a statement. I think it's true. It was the most cinematic television show of its time. It is why TV shows now are so good. Um, The things they did on that show, I mean, well, first, because it was made or produced by Michael Mann, so he brought a filmmaker's uh, style to it. It wasn't shot as a TV show. It was shot as a movie that just happened to be, you know, 45 minutes long each segment. Yep. And yep, and and also the MTV influence there as well. Oh yeah, you can really tell that that well, they were really pulling with that. Michael Mann was just a genius at that point. That's the whole musical connection. That's why when you bring up uh, right. Phil Collins, I instantly think uh, Miami Vice. That is so Absolutely. ingrained in my brain. I can't divorce yeah. the two. Go back and watch them again, and just it's amazing. I mean, sometimes they're a little corny, you know. Don Johnson saves the day every time, but 
these episodes are just so smart and just yep. they look so beautiful. Because they, and you think this was the eighties. Nowadays TV has grown up, you know, Hollywood or whatever puts more money into TV than any than ever before. But back in the eighties, TV mm. was disposable. It was the you know, the little right. television box. Nobody took it seriously. And he was the first yep. one to take that seriously and to make it important. And they were such snazzy, snazzy dressers, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys were walking around without socks. Yeah, how many years. guys didn't have socks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, uh, there's, there's a picture of me on, on, at an Easter, you know, get-together, and, and I've got a full-fledged, you know, Miami Vice-type outfit on, you know? <laughs> it bled over into girls' fashion, too. I had a blazer. <laughs> I did. And you guys remember L.A. Law? Of course. No, not really. Oh, yeah. There was a commercial that used to air for L.A. Law that I absolutely loved, and it was this guy, this homeless guy living in an alley, and this other guy came up to him, and they started talking, and he was like, basically, I was this big CEO, I was this big shot, but they wanted me to work Thursday nights, and I told him I couldn't work Thursday nights because of L.A. Law, so I lost my job, and I lost everything, and the other guy was like, (laughs) "Wow, why didn't you just tape it? And he's like, man! (laughs) (laughs) But that just, for some reason, that little ad has always stuck out to me. Um, Man. I'm not, I wasn't really big into sitcoms with one exception, Night Court. I love Night Court. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And as a horror guy, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up some horror shows. There was Tales from the Dark Side. Which? Oh yeah! To so say you didn't even need to get past the title, the title sequence. Oh, to get scared. that was awesome! That is one of the best <laughs> title sequences. That still holds. Mankind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, we had a retrospective on evil episodes where we just went through all of the tales from Dark Side, and they don't really hold up as strong as I once thought they did. <laughs> Some of them were really good. Others. Oh, there's some great winners in it, but oh god, there's some cheesy, horrible things in it, too. Um, what I think is a better all-around show than Tales from Dark Side, at least I think it's aged better, is the Friday the 13th show, which had nothing to do with the movies. Right. And, oh, I was so angry, because there was always this rumor, like, one of the artifacts is going to be Jason's hockey mask, and so... One day we're gonna have a Jason episode on a show. Nope, that never happened. But damn it, we were all hoping. <laughs> and the last thing yeah. I want to point out is something that a lot of people overlook: Twilight Zone. Now in the eighties, oh absolutely, they relaunched yeah. it, and yeah. it was good. Yeah, yeah. Now I think it was the nineties or two thousands. They tried again, and that was crap. That was horrible. There's not a Whitaker ones weren't yeah yeah there was not a single good episode in this last incarnation, but the '80s stuff yeah there was some that missed sure but there were so many hits. I'll tell you that one the one about where she can she has the pendant that can stop time. I love that and she stops it right before the bombs drop. Yeah. Oh god. And that was we talked about the whole nuclear war thing. Yeah. And how terrifying that was. That just fed right into my paranoia. <laughs> sure. They had one about the shadow under your bed, and the kid, he, you know, the shadow who lives under your bed has to do what you say, because that's your bed. So this kid's doing bad things with the shadow, being a little vengeful, you know, dick. 
And then at the end, he's like, he sees a shadow. And he's like, come on, you got to do what I say. He goes, but I am the shadow from underneath someone else's bed. And just kills him. And I'm like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, yeah, I remember it was it, it's a memorable episode. It wasn't scary of Twilight Zone where there was like this Elvis impersonator who like gets in a car accident and he wakes up back in the 50s. And he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he meets the real Elvis, and they end up getting in a fight, and he ends up accidentally killing Elvis. And the only way that like he can go on is to just assume yeah. the role, right? And uh, that's always stuck with me because that whole like time paradox thing, and like what would you do? And it, I don't know if it was really all that great, but it was certainly memorable. Well, the you thing know? that made this. Just like the original Twilight Zone, so wonderful is they took real writers, real authors, and they adapted their stories. I mean, there was a story mm-hmm. in there from uh, Robert R. McCayman, who's a favorite of mine. Um, there was, uh, I think, a block story. There was Stephen King's grandma in there. I mean, they had real writers, real tested, you know, these were stories that people had read and loved, and then they made them in episodes. Later, mm-hmm. in the 90s or whatever version, they just had a writing room. So they had a bunch of chuckleheads who never wrote a damn thing, in my opinion, uh, trying <laughs> to come up with spooky stories. And it was laughably bad. Monsters, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monsters was another one. Monsters. Yep. But uh, yep. that was a great time for horror anthologies, and I loved them. Yep. Well, and jumping out of that, I always think of amazing stories, man. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, that, that covered so much ground in that. And I was thinking about it because he was bringing up the Elvis story, but I remember the amazing uh, amazing stories where um, they're shooting a mummy movie. I love that real, one. That was the, the one I mummy. was thinking that of. Great? Yeah. Yeah, the real mummy shows up, and they just think he's the actor, and it's just it's it's so funny. But it's just a fact of you know what a what a witty idea you I, know, to put that together. So there's a scene that I always love where the actor is playing a mummy. His mouth is closed because he's a mummy, so it's bandaged, so he can just mumble. And the townsfolk get him, and again, like lynch him or something. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and some kid comes up. He goes, wait, everybody. Maybe we're making a mistake. Maybe he's a nice, kind mummy. And he's like, yes, I'm a nice, kind mummy. <laughs> and then a kid's like, but just to be safe, hang him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked the darker yeah. episodes of that show, but there weren't that many of them. Most of them were more fantastical. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Oh, and sure. overall, that show bored me because it wasn't dark enough. Because mm-hmm. I, I like. Well, yeah. If you went in expecting the Twilight Zone, you would have been uh, disappointed. And that was, and that was, that was it. You know, I wanted more tales from the dark side. I wanted yeah. more of the darker yeah. Twilight Zones. I wanted. <laughs> Says the lady that liked Alf. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I did have my lighthearted moments. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for me, I mean, you, you're dancing all around it. I mean, Alf was a, was a big one for sure. Everybody talked to me, "Hey, Willie," you know, <laughs> it was just great. But uh, Buck Rogers, man, for me, oh hell yeah, was one of the first shows that I just wore out. Uh, of course, Aaron, Aaron Gray. Gray. You know. yeah. As a kid, yeah. my first sex sexual awakening that I can remember came from Buck Rogers. It was an episode where. Yep. They were fighting some psychic mind control vampire, 
And oh man, as a little kid, you're stupid, so you don't know any better. It ends, you know, before commercial, where the psychic vampire has her paralyzed, and he's plucking a button off her shirt one by one. Right. And as a yeah. kid, I'm like, I'm gonna see boobies. Oh god. <laughs> And man, I I remember being so upset when the commercial ended and the show started up and I didn't see boobies. But uh, that is honestly the first time I can remember going, you know, women are pretty. (laughs) Shout out to have R.I.P. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, right. That really broke my heart. Yeah. And boys all yeah. over the nation who had stashes in in forts behind their houses. <laughs> uh, I did. We did. We had a wood clubhouse that had Playboys in it. <laughs> the other day, when when he died, somebody was like trying to get a movement, and they're like, "Oh, change your profile picture to the the cover of the magazine that was you know on your birth date." And <laughs> I clicked on mine and it was just a butt it's like just a, it's just like a, a naked butt i was like oh, I look yeah i mine. can't do that I, would, I totally would have done that the uh, <laughs> the first time i ever came across those was when we had a kid who lived in the cul-de-sac down from us and it was my my brother's friend and we would like ride our bikes over there because he had an atari before we did so we'd go over there and play video yeah. games, and his dad had Playboys in the garage. <laughs> One of my friends also had a dad who hid him in the garage. We found him, and his mom was always like, what are you always doing in that garage? What are you... <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's just apparently where they go. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm, parents, I guess, all, the kids will never find him here. Yeah. <laughs> My dad didn't hide him. He said, well, he's going to learn one way or the other. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Bless his heart. I was going to say, my grandfather had him, and he he didn't hide him either. So we'd come to visit Grandma and Grandpa, and there'd just be like a stack of them over on the bookshelf. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember, like, I, I was like five or something, and I was like, just playing, like looking for something to do. And I picked one up, and my mom's like, no! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, well, now I need to know what's up with that, but I'll give it right. a little bit. <laughs> it, it didn't matter till that happened, right? Yeah. It's, just like, <laughs> it's okay. like, oh, now there's something to this. Now I have to figure out. <laughs> oh. uh, another show, man, uh, uh, Stingray, well, I thought was a good action show that came on. Uh, dude driving around in a, in a Stingray. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the name, uh, quant- folks. That's right. Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. Manimal. Manimal was awesome. Manimal. I used to do that thing... Yeah. I'd make a fist and wiggle my fingers and go, look, I'm manable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and you can't deny the power of things that are just, it was kind of running the ground, but like Mama's Family, all these shows that came out that just everybody was watching. So just fun stuff. And I, I'm, I'm like Jamie, I, you know, uh, give me a break, uh, different strokes. Uh, I was a big Arnold fan as a kid because they fought the gooch. <laughs> the, gooch, the gooch was bad news, man. He'll take you milk money. <laughs> uh, facts of life, you know. I mean, all these shows we just we just grew up with them. So, you know, you really can't talk about just you know the 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 three stations and not bring these shows up because it, it's kind of a lost art. You know, we have sitcoms now, but they're so fabricated a different way. You know, yeah. and I think Friends was kind of the real start of that, and it's kind of gone from there, but. You know, you miss uh, more of the live camera 
shows from back then. So, um, well, yeah. nobody, nobody, nobody mentioned Cheers, but that's you know, oh, Cheers, um, I liked, I liked a lot. You know, I, I think, and you Classic. know, I can't. Well, exactly, but I mean, you come up in, for lack of a better word, like I. I came up in in bar culture, you know. It's like whenever I got out of high school, and you know, well, not high school, but when I started, you know, I got twenty one or whatever. I started working for a marketing agency. Um, I worked in bars, and you know, wherever you go, you're looking for that sort of culture, that sort of atmosphere where, you know, your regulars are cool, your people got your back, you know, it's a it's a fun place to work, you know, and it's it's fictional, but it's also real. So, um, you know, but it's kind of weird how the line is drawn. It's like, you're looking for a place. What, what kind of bar you want to go to? I don't know. Let's find a place like Cheers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where everybody yeah. knows your name. Exactly. Right. So any any honorable mentions before we move on? Auto Man. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Sure. The little computer-generated guy who could turn into a car or something like that? Sure. <laughs> You had that. You had a uh, small wonder. Oh yeah, <laughs> small wonder uh, out of this world. Those were all the like, not. Re- I used to call them like fake sitcoms because they didn't <laughs> they didn't have quite the quality of your typical network sitcoms. But it right. was um, there was there were two. There was one called mm. Rocky Road. Oh, um, and then there was one about a girl who went to live at her brother's house who was like a sports announcer and that was called state safe at home anyway nobody yep. ever knows oh yep. down to earth was another one about a maid yep. who was yep. dead uh last one i'm gonna mention i just remembered it <laughs> this was following off the heels of uh indiana jones do you know which one i'm gonna bring up tales of the gold monkey or golden monkey yes yeah, I love that yeah. show, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if it had a full season or maybe only one season, but it was like a TV version of Indiana Jones, you know, right? Flying around doing Indiana Jones type things, and uh, I loved the hell out of that. Yeah, <laughs> great one too, man. Well, we're going to take a little short break, and we'll be coming right back, folks. So don't run off. Eighties flashback. Eighties flashback. It's nineteen eighty four. Radical. He's there just to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights And I see Going. 
It's exceptionally smooth Michelob. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth? We're talking ghost town! Who would you see? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. Ah! What would you do? Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are up ahead! Well, get ready to find out, because the comet is coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... You will need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. What do you give me if I come back? Texas. Night of the comet. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Yeah! Night of the comet. The garden of civilization is on us. You like- 
comes out His name was shaking Really loud Get his furry Scratch my skin So what is wrong Another sin to Dude Looks Like the 80s. And now, here's the 80s Hall of Fame. And I believe this week uh, it's Jamie's turn. So, Jamie, what are you inducting into the Hall of Fame here? Well, um, first episode, Brian did a movie. Uh, This time, I'm doing something else. I'm not sure exactly how you... I guess it's a channel? I'm going to do something else. Something else. Um, Basically... Because it sort of came in with the 80s, it traveled all the way through the 80s. By the time we got to the end of the 80s, it wasn't what it started to be. But in the beginning, it was a big deal, and that's MTV. Six, five, four, we've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television, the world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. Just moments ago, all of the VJs and the crew here at MTV collectively hit our executive producer, Sue Steinberg, over the head with a bottle of champagne, and behold, a new concept is born. The best of TV combined with the best of radio. Now, starting right now, you'll never look at music the same way again. We'll be right back to introduce the other VJs and the other folks who are going to be with us on MTV. Turn it on. Leave it on. America, see the music you want to see. I want my MTV. All right. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. 24 hours a day on cable TV. I want my MTV, MTV, MTV! Yeah, too much is never enough. It all started with Video Killed the Radio Star, and then now there's like a bunch of reality shows and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that used to be a place to go where you could watch music videos 24 hours a day. Then they brought in MTV2 because the the videos got pushed out by all the TV shows. Yeah. And then that got taken over by TV shows too. So, do they, it's insane how that happened. Do they even do music anymore, or is it just all they, reality shows? Because I don't watch MTV. 
You know, they, these I days think I don't know. They, they do like do... they do like request shows. I think where people request the top songs of the week or whatever, and that's about the extent of playing the music wow. on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the last time they've played anything that wasn't a theme song to a stupid show that they were. Which I don't even think the shows they play have music on them. <laughs> they used to do right. A couple years ago, they did a heavy metal show on the weekends, like late at night, and I would watch that. Yeah. Well, um, are you talking Headbangers Ball? No, because that was back in the day. No, 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 no. <laughs> no like a few years. Are you ago? talking about that metal show that was on VH1? Shit, was that VH1? That was VH1. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Um, oh, darn oh man, it. Never that mind. killed me when they took it off the air. Yeah, MTV has nothing I'm interested in. I did notice there was right. a show that we were watching for Evil episodes, and I think it was it Scream that was on MTV. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. That yep. Um, whenever what I did like about that is that whenever a song was playing in the episode, they would highlight the title yeah, of the song. And it was, you know, yeah. it would do like a pop-up thing at the bottom. I thought that was yeah. neat and something you never see anywhere else. So, and I guess MTV was like, we should probably focus on music at some point. Um, right. But anyway, yeah, it's nothing like it was. And yeah, when... Yeah, there's those first four or five years are just so crucial to the 80s. I mean, and who didn't it, want to it, be a it, VJ? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. And then you saw the like the videos... Because it was such a new technology, or you know, not technology, but such a new format, where you have like these songs whose lyrics have meaning, but you look at the video and they're just kind of dancing in and out of neon lights because they're not quite <laughs> sure what to do. Yeah, those yeah. first videos were rough. But, but, but some some of them are groundbreaking and just kind of the stuff that they did because, you know, it was a uh, again, it was an un- untested format and they just kind of. You know, they handed cameras to, to people and said, "Do things," and it was kind yeah. of they they was kind of quite free, sort of like the format yeah. that we're on now. A lot of great bands came out of that. That you know, because visually they had a look that you know that was appealing that that they could get on MTV, whereas maybe they wouldn't have been chosen for a traditional radio spot. But then they became superstars. Yeah, but, and uh, and so yeah. so many of them too are just. I mean. You know, they have a career because they had a video, and that image is what stays in your head, and that's what makes the song even more popular. Yeah. Because you think of like Dexy's Midnight Runners with Come On Eileen, you you see a bunch of nasty people in coveralls <laughs> dancing around. I mean, that's what you see in your head. So when you hear the song on the radio, that's what you visualize. A bunch and of nasty you people. Take that video, <laughs> yeah, you take that video away, and I doubt the song would have been that big of a song. I, I think it. And this is not because I like that song, but when I first, so, so I was I was young when that song came out, and I didn't really identify them. I thought they were the Cure, and I thought it was just like a, not a good Cure song. Like, <laughs> then I found out it was a different guy, and so then I was kind of mad because I thought he was trying to sound like the Cure, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but then you see the video, and you're like, this is nothing like them at all. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but that was what, just so different. It's, I was gonna say, think about what videos did for people like Madonna. Oh yeah, oh yes. Um, yep. I mean, some people, or and of course there was Thriller, you know, which well, was directed by yeah. John Landis. I was gonna say right. mm-hmm. there were a lot of bad videos in there because it was a new format. People didn't know what the hell they were doing. But there's so many good ones too. I mean, yeah, oh, sure. Thriller is amazing. Um, what is that? Uh, Aha! Take on me. Yeah, that little oh, animated incredible. one that made me cry. Yeah, yeah, that was just like groundbreaking when they hit. I love that well, song, and, and I know, think it's probably just because I like the video. 
Well, and we talked in the last episode about, you know, the music that we liked and being metalheads and stuff like that. I remember um, Guns N' Roses when uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember being just absolutely just, just dumbstruck by how awesome right. that was. Yep. And, you know, it's just like, it's like dirty L.A. And, you know... Slash has always been a personal favorite of mine. Just like he's a badass guitar player, he's also just a really cool human being. Like he's he's just funny and charismatic, and you know, and he just the eyes just drawn to him. And it's like I was like, man, this is what cool guys are. This is cool to me. This is the definition of cool. Is that yep. those guys right there? And then when the uh, Patience video came out. I remember, I mean, it, it wasn't this straightforward, but it's the same feeling of like, this is what cool guys do on their day off. <laughs> this is their chilling. <laughs> like, they're sitting on their bed with acoustic <laughs> guitars, <laughs> playing, playing, playing with snakes. You know, they're not all dressed up. They got the shirts off and they're, they're just hanging out. But uh, like, I, I wanted to be them so bad. I didn't want to be like them. I wanted to be them. <laughs> I wanted to be Slash. <laughs> yeah. Remember how big well, for me it was always the rain video. Was? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me it was always the other people in the video. So you know you'd see I don't know I'm thinking like Twisted Sister and they'd show the classroom for I Want to Rock and all the kids sitting there, and I was interested in what they were wearing because it's almost like you're getting to see the other side. That's the way <laughs> uh-huh. in California or wherever. That's how they dress. That's how they. Tawny Katane. Oh God, I love those videos. <laughs> So uh, you know, it was just a gateway for you for you to see outside of the little town you live in and see what the other world is doing because that was just as big of an impact as the music was. Oh yeah, it the, influenced uh, the wardrobe, what you yeah. listened to, what you wore, what you did. Um, I mean, influenced everything. Yeah, it spawned a culture onto its own. There was the MTV yep. culture. Where there were all these kids who were suddenly doing, acting, uh, dressing, saying, singing, whatever, like MTV because it was such a force. I mean, it was huge. Well, I also, it it was such a force. I also think it was kind of a, uh, it it was just just a... An eclipse, like it was just the the, the alignment of, of certain movements, because like that that post punk and goth, you know, stuff coming out of uh, England at the time was a very visual uh, thing. You know, it's like just and in a lot of cases, even more than the music itself, the the look was was the was more. You know, it's like look at the Sex Pistols, guys like those, yeah. and then what they what they bred. You know, bands like The Cure. Yep. Um, their music, their music is is perfect as is, um, but it's they they are their visuals go hand in hand with their music, and it just kind of doubles their impact. And you had a lot of bands like that. So yep, but you know, for every positive, there is a negative, and MTV actually killed some bands and some uh, oh, yeah artists because let's face it, they were ugly. Uh, And MTV, you know, you had to have a look. You had to, specifically, you had to be pretty, but if you couldn't be pretty, you had to be, you know, arresting something about you that made you stand out. So you you guys know about the Bon Jovi's bass player, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the guy who's not on, he's on every record, but he's never been on any of their videos? Yeah. Right, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and that was a contractual deal. I mean, that's that's the way that that all worked out. I, I always think of Billy Squire because the guy was, I mean, the guy was huge. He had all these hits, and he made the video for Rock Me Tonight, and it killed his career yeah. because he was dancing around, and it like he was prancing. <laughs> and great, great song. But it absolutely killed his career. I mean, it, mm. it, that video did it. My favorite Christmas song is the Billy Squire Christmas song that he did on MTV <laughs> because it was just that influential, you know, at the time. You know, Christmas is the time to say I love you. Well, you had all <laughs> you know? these bands from the 70s that were hairy and <laughs> ugly, oh, yeah. and, you know, they were great <laughs> yeah. songwriters and great musicians, but, you know, they couldn't survive the gaze of MTV. Yeah. You don't see a Uriah Heap video. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, even Toto, who is completely 80s, those guys are not pretty. They all look like accountants. <laughs> <laughs> Conversely, you would get the artists who really had nothing musically going on, but they had a look. You know, they had something, some it factor, visually speaking, where, you know, they took off. In retrospect, you just listen to them now, and you're like, wow, this was big. <clears throat> MTV was just such a huge part of it. And you saw it bleed over into TV, into other cable channels. I mean, you had Night Flight, Up All Night, all these things that were so influenced by MTV. And MTV did so great. And I remember when Remote Control came on, which was the first show they did. And everybody was like, this is fun. It's cool. It's something different. But lo and behold, was it the the demise of what was to come? Because it was just going to become more and more of that. But uh, I'll be a headbanger, headbanger's ball fan. Oh, for, God, I, mean, I that, love that show. Somewhere that was I my still show, have man. my videotape, I think I saw it the other day, where I taped, I used to tape videos <laughs> off TV, and I have a oh, yeah. VHS compilation tape of videos. I think we all yeah. did. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's, um, yeah. I've got some of Headbanger's Ball on there. Um, some of your favorite videos. Real quick, mine. Ozzy Osbourne, Bark at the Moon, because that was just awesome. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, Golden Earring, Twilight Zone, because I really dig that jam. What a great video. Yeah, too. I know. That's a that's a great one. That was another one where it awoke in my sexual desires a little bit when the women start dancing around at the end. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's something. <Yeah. laughs> um, and towards the end of the 80s, I think it was, maybe, whatever, uh, Queensryche. They released an album, oh, yeah. Mindcrime. It was a Abs- Operation Mindcrime. Love yeah. that album, and because yep. it was a uh, rock opera, uh, yep. all the songs were connected, telling one long story. All the videos were connected, telling one long story, and I just thought that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, well, it's one of my favorite all-time albums, yep. without yep. a doubt. Love it from beginning to end, just brilliant. Oh yeah, it's but, and it's one of my it, rare perfect albums. I'm pretty hard yep. when it comes to albums. Yeah, it's got to be re- excellent through and through for me to give it a perfect score, and that one is a perfect right. album. I always love yep. the Robert. That's my Palmer favorite Queen's right. I wanted to be one oh, of yeah. those chicks with the bright red lipstick. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And of course, Thriller. We had the making of Thriller on Laserdisc. Ah, and yeah, yeah, cool. And I used to watch that all the time. I was fascinated by the special effects. And at the time, I didn't, I wasn't into the actual uh, mechanics of horror films like I am today. I didn't have the appreciation yeah. of that stuff. I was just sort of in awe of it. 
but I always loved werewolves, so I was <laughs> yeah. drawn to that specifically, and zombies. So that had it was like the perfect amalgamation of everything, and you had the Vincent Price voice yeah. and that that laugh. It was just. It was perfection, and and some of the best right. looking zombies captured on film. Oh man, they looked yeah. great. The, yeah. the makeup was yep. astounding. What year did that come out? Was that before yeah. or after Day of the Dead? It was eighty three. Uh, the album came out in eighty three. Well, I think right. When did Day so of the I, Dead? So I want to say the video was like eighty four. Day of the Dead was eighty five. Eighty right. five. It's real. It's real close. Well, I mean, yeah. that's got to be then the best looking zombies on film up to that point. Yeah, you know, I'll agree with that. Day of the Dead had some awesome zombies, but up until then, yep. most zombies were just guys in gray makeup, or you know, they may have a little bit of blood on their face. They're still awesome right. movies, but or like you know. the Fulci zombies with oatmeal. On them. Yeah, <laughs> it, right. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the video that changed well, my life. I, speak, I loved it. Speaking of that, you've got uh, the video for Jeopardy, but Greg Kin Band that had the weird wedding scene with the zombie woman that he's with. And oh yeah, I mean. And then uh, somebody's watching me. The the rock roll song where the, yeah. the mailman comes up and his arm his arm is melting. You know when I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair. Wash my you know? hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Billy likes uh, the Cure and, and uh, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> cure, Cure, and Guns N' Roses. On you know you laugh all, laugh all you like, man. Those are two of my no. two of my favorite bands. Hey, um, I've, I've got a lot of their stuff too, man. I was gonna say probably like we were talking about those bizarre videos. Uh, New Order's True Faith. Where it's just oh, like yeah. the turtle people that are jumping on trampolines and slapping each other in the face. So like, weird. That, that, that's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Weird. And the fine uh, young cannibal uh, videos too were just so odd, just because they would slow them down and they did those weird dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's MTV, right. folks. That is MTV in a nutshell. I mean, come on. If you didn't grow up with with MTV, then you just weren't alive in the eighties. It it just affected everything. Cable TV, regular TV, nothing was the same after the launch of MTV. So, MTV, we salute you! All right, once again, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And you kind of heard our spill before where you can find us. You're, we're all on iTunes. You can find all of our shows there. If you want to reach out to us, comment on the show, talk about other things you'd like for us to talk about, some different topics, feel free to do that. Just jump on the Facebook page. Let us know. We've also got a Gmail account. Uh, Dude looks like the 80s. Imagine that. That's the name of it. <laughs> at gmail.com. So uh, you can send messages there, or you can contact any of us individually and uh, just let us know if you're enjoying the show and what we can do better. Uh, but we are having a, a blast with this. It's it's really, really fun. And yeah, we're just getting the wheels going here and kind of getting comfortable, but I can already tell it, it's it's so fun just to go back and talk about these things, because you don't get to do that very often. No, you're Absolutely. right. So, uh, so uh, guys, y'all want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I'll throw a leave a dirty at you. <laughs> Ciao. Adios.